You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. This is the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Although, in the off-season after the winter meetings, we do go down to three shows a week and then ramp back up as pitchers and catchers begin to report. Still, the only uh, Royals podcast that happens three days a week. So how about that one? Uh, We look now at the way that Kansas City's roster is shaping up. And there's been some talks about them adding a a left-handed bat. I, I think that that's warranted. I think that that's valid of a area in which Kansas city can look to improve. However, I fear that Kansas city might be looking for a left-handed bat in the wrong places because in my opinion, the big name out there right now is Andrew Benetende and Andrew Benetende from the Red Sox is not good. He's just not. I know he's a highly rated prospect. I know that he has more of that name value. The name recognition factor with Andrew Benatende is greater than that of Kyle Isbell or Khalil Lee. Those are two guys I'd much rather play, Isbell and Lee, than Benatende. It's just a fact of the matter. I understand the want for Kansas City to do something, but doing something is not always doing something good. There's a difference between making a move to improve the team and making a move to make a move. And we're not even sure if Kansas City's in the market for Andrew Benatende, but he's the hot name right now, and he fits the billing of what Dayton Moore says the Royals are looking for. I just don't think that he specifically is the guy they should go after. Uh, but you know, the other interesting talking point about this team's roster is the possibility that they're going to do a six-man rotation. Because we've mentioned it before, but there's a numbers crunch in a good way or a bad way, depending on how you slice it. Basically, you have three absolute locks. You have Keller, Bubich, Singer. Those guys have to be in the rotation. You lock in the two veterans, Miner and Duffy. So you have five locks in that rotation. If everyone stays healthy, whenever you leave Surprise Arizona, if everyone is healthy, that's your rotation. Some order of those five guys. Now, the thing is, though, if your player development is on par with what it should be, right? If you're developing developing players the way that you're supposed to be developing your players, then what you will see is by the midway point in the season, Daniel Lynch should be ready to rock and roll or Asa Lacey should be ready to rock and roll or Jackson Coart should be ready to rock and roll. Some one other young pitcher must be ready to go by the midway point or a little later after the midway point this season, or else you're not developing 
that top tier pitching talent the way you once thought you you were. And so short of kicking one of Duffy or Miner to the bullpen, you don't have a rotation spot for them in a, in a traditional five-man rotation. You'd have to go to a six-man rotation. Now, me personally, I think that there's so much value in putting Duffy or Miner in the bullpen. I think that that bullpen role, no matter if they like it or if they don't, no matter if they view themselves as starters or if they don't, the bullpen has been the most kind to both of those players. And that's been the only real place where either of them have truly thrived and truly been a top-level contributor has been in the bullpen. Duffy is an average at best starter and most of the time a below average starter. Mike Miner is an average at best starter and most times a below average starter. But in the bullpen, those two guys were electric, respectively. Duffy was awesome out of that bullpen. Miner was awesome out of that bullpen. And they both did it in Kansas City. So short of moving one of them, and and personally I would be fine with moving both of them, but moving one of them to the bullpen, you're going to need to expand your rotation which I think could present an interesting an interesting aspect to this season. Because we're still not exactly sure where the next market inefficiency is. I mean, because remember, Kansas City just stockpiled bullpen arms. They just stockpiled it, stockpiled it, stockpiled it. And they dominated in 2014-15 with their bullpen. Starters, get me to five innings, let's go to the bullpen. So they can, they can afford to have the likes of Jeremy Guthrie in their rotation and Jason Vargas in their rotation. And then Tampa Bay takes it to the extreme of, okay, I see your point, Kansas city. What you're doing is you're taking these guys out at the fifth inning mark. But what if we put a player instead of immediately taking them out the fifth inning mark and trying to avoid that third time through and blah, blah, blah. What if instead of doing that on the back end, we did that on the front end and we just completely screwed with the lineups of other teams to where we're going to try out a left-handed pitcher for the opener. And then all of a sudden bring in a righty who's going to go from, you know, innings two or three all the way through six, seven, and then clean up on the back end with our only two dominant relievers, you know, with our, with our two lockdown closer level relievers, instead of needing to get along with four or five guys from the fifth inning to the, through the ninth inning and beyond. So that was another step in the market inefficiency. And it came to a point where you're taking a Cy Young winner out of a World Series game and what she's cruising in. And so what if Kansas City decides that they can swing this back the other way? What if they decide that they can give you more stars and those stars can go even longer? The problem with that will be the fact that I don't think Duffy can survive past five or six innings. I don't think Miner can either, but I don't think Duffy surely cannot go five, six, seven innings. You saw that from the word go this year in Cleveland on the opening weekend. That Matheny just does not trust him, and he shouldn't trust him. I get it that Duffy's a fan favorite. He's not a good pitcher. He can be a great guy. He can be a fantastic community member. He can be hilarious if he wants to be. I think he's pretty funny. All the times that I've heard him talk to various outlets, I think he's funny. I think he's a, a, a cool guy to hang out with if you're one of his buddies. That does not make him a good pitcher, though. He's just not. He, he's simply not a good pitcher. So that's the one problem that they're going to find out that they have with this quote-unquote loaded rotation. They have a lot of names. How much production do you have? Because to be honest with you, I would put the two veterans as your 4-5. 
Now, on the flip end of that coin, though, as we try to balance everything out here, if Duffy moves from your one to your four, and Miner moves from Texas, what was he in Texas? Probably a two, you'd say. You know, your, your two to your five, all of a sudden, you've got a deep rotation. And, and, and if Keller duplicates what he did in 2020, and if Singer takes a step in the right direction, and if Bubich takes a step in the right direction. Now remember, I think that I think that Brady Singer has Cy Young level potential. I think that Brady Singer will win a Cy Young in Kansas City. So if he starts that path to being a Cy Young level or caliber pitcher this year, and he's your number two, and or number one, and Keller is a solid number two, and Bubich uh, has a better year whenever he gets another season under his belt, he now has the experience factor. If all those things come together, and then you're also having Duffy who can give you five decent innings and minor who can give you five decent innings and any given night those two guys can have an amazing performance like Duffy did in Tampa Bay a few years ago then you are looking at a good rotation not to mention Asa Lacey or uh, you know uh, Daniel Lynch or, or anyone else I think that what's going to be good for Kansas City though is the fact that you have your five going into spring training and I say that because there should be again barring injuries no pressure on Ace Lacey, no pressure on Daniel Lynch to try to do too much. You have the support of this organization and you have the support of MOB level talent on the roster, right? So the the fate of this season is not on the back of if Ace Lacey or Daniel Lynch can pitch at the big league level effectively. Because you go back to last year, you you dealt with injuries absolutely, but it was pretty clear from moment one. You know, even back before the COVID shutdown in spring training, in spring training 1.0, literally the day that spring training got shut down, everyone, including myself, was talking about how, oh my gosh, Brady Singer's going to make this roster. If they do not manipulate the service time, he's going to make this roster. He's that good. And as you saw the season develop into a 60-game season, and you saw people start talking themselves into Kansas City, including myself, and you saw people start talking themselves into, hey, any given any given 60-game stretch, it can happen for anybody. That put immense amount of pressure on Brady Singer. So basically, to go back to the rotational point, Kansas City has a lot of aspects that they can go down and a lot of pathways, and I don't think any of them are wrong, right? If you go to six-man rotation, I don't think that that's wrong. I think that, 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 that doing a six-man rotation is something that a market like Kansas City has to try to do. Right, you have to try to mix it up. You can't just roll out a traditional one through nine and a traditional one through five and hope for the best because you're never going to catch up that way. You have to do something creative the same way they did with you know winning the World Series in 2015 and, and being there in 2014. You have to get there by doing something different, playing amazing defense, getting contact hitters in the day and age of just power hitters and dominating the bullpen and figuring out your niche. Your niche was not going to be, you know, blow you away with your starters or trust your starters. It was going to be, okay, these bullpen guys are literal machines and they're going to go out there every single night. And if we have a lead, it's over. If we have a lead in the sixth, it's over. That kind of mentality in the sense of finding your niche will be how Kansas City you know, survives this season and how Kansas City performs well this season or any season. And so the niche could be a six-man rotation. The niche could be kicking Duffy or Miner to the bullpen and then think about your bullpen. Your bullpen at that point has Josh Stomont, who performed exceptional last year. 
Tyler Zuber, who I think will play even better this year and has the making, that of a lockdown reliever. Scott Barlow, who impressed a lot last year, and I, I do worry about a little bit of a regression from him, but even if he regresses, he'll still be an above-average reliever. You brought back Greg Holland, so as long as he does not fall off a cliff, which he's performed very well this last year, as long as he does not fall off a cliff you know, physically, he's going to be an above-average reliever. And then you have Danny Duffy, who is a fireman that, that has shown you reliability and has shown you that he can be a shut down, get you out of a jam guy. Now, why can't he do that when he starts? I'm not sure, but, but he's a really good reliever. I love him in the bullpen. So then your, your bullpen is five guys deep of, of, of players who at this point I would trust in a high leverage situation. Not to mention however many innings that Brad Keller or uh, Danny Duffy, I mean, Danny Duffy, Brad Keller or Brady Singer or you know any of these other guys, Chris Bubich, can get you before you turn it over to that bullpen. And look, Matheny was not bad in his bullpen handling last year. Now, granted, it's, it's tougher to evaluate a manager whenever you are out of it by week three, right? But... There was never really spots where it's like, oh, God, why, why, what is he doing here? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? All of his bullpen decisions were pretty well you know, foreseeable and, and pretty well explainable. I, there were some other things I didn't like. I mean, I didn't like the batting order. I didn't like that Mondesi consistently got uh, at-bats at the top of the order. I didn't like jerking around Nicky Lopez, things like that. But bullpen-wise, pitching-wise, I liked what he was doing. I like the fact that he was aware enough from game one to not leave Duffy out there in jam in Cleveland, despite the rhetoric that would be spewed from, you know, these elder statesmen of baseball uh, talking about taking a reliever out in the fifth, sixth inning, whenever that was on opening night. I think that Matheny did a good job of the bullpen. So if you give him more power in the bullpen, that's also a good thing. We'll see where Kansas City can go from here. We'll see what Kansas City can do from this moment moving forward. What you should do from this moment moving forward is go to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is a phenomenal website. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. It is reliable, dependable, and right now, head on over there, go and sign up for a free account, and use our promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on anything in this world right now, including the Chiefs taking on the Browns in Kansas City on Sunday afternoon. The Chiefs are still right now a eight and a half point favorite. We'll see if that number goes up or down. Personally, I wonder if that number comes down a little bit. Uh, but there is a lot of inflation about how good Kansas City is, rightfully so. But but I do wonder if this game can get a little sloppy. You know, in the sense of can Cleveland muddy this game up a little bit for Kansas City to where they just can't have a track meet out there. We'll see. If I had to place a bet right now on, on the Cleveland game, I would say that I would take Kansas City with the eight points. Just go ahead and lay the eight points down. But if it gets any higher than that, I might consider going Browns to lose, but keep it closer than, say, if it gets up to 10 points. Nonetheless, you can head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. I also want to tell you to head on over to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago you probably had no idea how to even send an email, right? You were just so lost. You had dial-up internet. Your landline rotary phone would ring, and all of a sudden the internet would shut down. You can't play Pong anymore. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the auto parts your car would ever, ever, ever need. 
And whenever you do go there, tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. I love rockauto.com because their website is incredible. I mean, all you got to do is put your make, your model, your year into their database. And they're only, and I mean only, going to show you car parts that are compatible with your vehicle. So head on over there again, rockauto.com, for amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And then tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. So also, whenever this podcast is over, check out Lockdown MLB. Uh, join the walking baseball encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On Podcast Network's local experts, and insightful analysis from the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast from. So coming up on tomorrow's show, I want to talk about more about how baseball can take advantage of the same thing you saw football do this last weekend with the Nickelodeon game and how they can start growing their audience. And I think that baseball's path to doing that, to growing their audience, is a lot easier than other sports. One, because they're starting behind the eight ball, right? You're starting with less fans, therefore you have more opportunity to grow. Whereas to, to say that they have not maximized their capacity of fans is an understatement. So that's one point. But the fixes, right? The fixes are so much easier, than what football would need to fix or even basketball would need to fix. Baseball has the opportunity to easily flip the switch to where you go from talking about a sport that's dying to talking about a sport that's booming. And they only need to do a few things, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. We're also going to dive into the Chiefs' postseason run. We know the team that they're going to play. We know the matchup that they can see in the conference championship game. And we know that the NFC, what their pathway is to getting to Tampa Bay and getting back to that World Super Bowl championship. I was almost going to call it the World Series again, but I meant Super Bowl, obviously. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.